The stay-at-home order has shown how much of a safety net schools play for some students. It's the only place some kids get a proper meal or counseling. Now schools are figuring out how to do it at a distance. As part of our Schools Out series, WBEZ is talking to teachers, parents, and students about how they're spending their time during the coronavirus school shutdown. First up, we hear from reporter Susie Yan. Like a lot of parents, Faith Hawkins is juggling work and learning from home. She says things can feel a little chaotic in her house. Ten people, two dogs, a lot of noise. We have not begun clawing each other's eyes out or anything like that, so that's a good thing. It's a new environment for Hawkins. Before the stay-at-home order, her four children attended Glenwood Academy in the south suburbs, where five days out of the week, students live on campus with host parents and then go back home for the weekend. The school serves a low-income population. Hawkins says it's been hard for her kids not to be around their friends, but she says the school staff have been guiding her through this time. They stayed in constant contact, which is wonderful because, you know, you feel that emotional support. Mary Holly is the president of Glenwood Academy. We have some students that have food scarcity issues, home stability issues uh, that have been challenging that we've had to ensure that they're safe. Holly says since the state stay-at-home order, the school's unique model has been turned on its head, and they've had to figure out how to provide those intimate services digitally. Dr. Orson Morrison is a consulting psychologist at Glenwood Academy. He's been holding telehealth sessions with students, and he says he's been doing more family work than before. The kids are at home, they're with their their parents, their family members, and, and we're doing this all together. So it's actually been an opportunity, I think, to do more family support. Holly says staff have done so-called drive-by face-to-face check-ins, seeing each other in person but at a social distance. She says those personal connections are crucial. Everything we do is through relationships with our families and sometimes the families don't really want relationships with us but they've got us. Holly hopes the families can hold on to the achievements they've made before the pandemic hit and come out of this with resilience. I'm Susie On, And I'm Sarah Karp. I talked to a young man who's part of a program at a Chicago public high school called Becoming a Man, or BAM, a group therapy program run by Youth Guidance. He says he joined the group because his dad isn't in his life, and now he and others are turning to their mentors even more. Stress level is high, and it's like so much at a time just running through your mind. He's a 17-year-old junior at Hyde Park High School, but for the past few weeks, he's been stuck at home like everyone else, nervous about his older parents getting sick. Nervous about money because they're not working, and nervous about what he's always nervous about. In the area I live in is is very gang, a lot of a lot of gang violence in the area with multiple gangs being around, and I'm mostly worried about just random shooting. So when the young man picked up the phone and heard the voice of Mr. Wilson, he says he felt a rush of relief. I I'm able to talk to Mr. Wilson about about anything. Really, because it's like that connection I have with him. Not necessarily like if he was an older brother, but maybe like a father figure. Darnell Wilson says when he talks to the young men, he tries to make sure they remember the values that they're taught in becoming a man. In a time of desperation, the top value, walking with integrity, becomes even more important. It's just to get the student to look at that, whatever it is that they're looking at from a different angle so that they can cope with it or they can deal with it better. Carlos Smith, the supervisor of the program, says Youth Guidance is trying to take an active role in helping families out. A majority of our students rely on 
receiving two meals a day from CPS, from their schools. You know, but but the even greater, greater concern is what happens with that third meal. Smith says one of the lessons taught to the young men is how to ask for help when they need it. And his organization has put together a list of resources they can turn to. Sarah Karp, WBZ News.